TeenCounseling.com connects your 13 to 19-year-old with a licensed professional counselor right where they spend most of their time, on their smartphone. Simply complete a short questionnaire and you'll be matched with a skilled therapist in TeenCounseling.com's network of specialists. Then, once you review their credentials and approve, the counselor and your teen will begin communicating directly. Visit teencounseling.com slash Meg and help your teen take charge of their mental health. Parenting great kids with Dr. Meg Meeker listeners can get 10% off your first month at teencounseling.com slash Meg. For 30 plus years, I've seen every type of child grow up. Instead of giving me what I wanted, she gave me what I needed, which was truth. Don't let emotions win. Let truth win. Do your very best, and you should have a lot of fun while you do it. And the better you get at something, the more fun you're going to have at something. You moms and dads are wired with everything you need to be a parent to a great kid. Welcome to Parenting Great Kids. This is episode number 84, and I'm your host, Dr. Meg Meeker. On today's episode, we're going to be continuing a conversation that I began on our last podcast with military couple Bo and Nicole White. To recap, we talked about the challenges of being deployed and being apart from one another. Nicole shared how she dealt with the emotions and angst of preparing to be apart, They also share the terrifying story of their young son who was diagnosed with leukemia at a time when Bo was halfway across the world. If you missed part one of this interview, you can listen to it in its entirety by going to megmeekermd.com. I strongly encourage you to do that because their story is very compelling. Click on the podcast tab and look for episode number 83. Before we get into part two of our interview, let me share just a little bit about Bo and Nicole. Bo and Nicole spend a lot of time apart because Bo serves in a very high level of the military. Nicole stays home with their two children, age six and three, and knows the difficulty of being a single mom at times. While Bo is gone, Nicole had the extra burden of being alone when their son, Forrest, was diagnosed with acute lymphocytic leukemia. They have gone through a two-year study of watching their son go through chemotherapy. Their story about living with a child with a life-threatening and chronic illness is extraordinary. As always, I'll share my points to ponder for you to start using right away. And parents, as a reminder, don't just download the episodes, click subscribe, because when you do that, you are joining my parenting revolution and every new episode will automatically show up in your subscribe list. I promise you won't regret it. And I'd love for you to write us a review on iTunes and let me know what you think of the podcast. Or if you have a topic you want me to discuss, let me know. We're not only on iTunes, but the PGK podcast is also available in the Google Play Store and on Stitcher. So no matter where you get your podcasts, subscribe today so that you won't miss a single episode. I want you now to listen in on a conversation I had with Bo and Nicole White. I know you're really going to enjoy this one. You know what I find extraordinary is that you're trained... Hundreds of thousands of dollars have put been put into you, Bo, to 
train you to shut down and to compartmentalize. And now here you are in a situation with your wife where you have to do exactly the opposite, where you can't compartmentalize. She has to know and hear and see every minute detail of your character and your feelings. Was that hard for you? Absolutely. And I think that's a large part of the problem is how we got to where we were. And albeit we weren't terrible, we weren't going to survive what we were just about ready to go through. And that, you know, I'd compartmentalized so many things so well. And, and guys do it. Tons of guys do it. In my career field and beyond, you know, it's something that, that guys do very well a lot. And it's not easy to break. And in a lot of cases, it, it, it took Forrest getting cancer to break me. And that was a literal prayer of mine is, God, I don't know what you're going to do, but please break, break my spirit like I am, mm. I am callous. What, and I couldn't think of a way he would do it until, you know, Forrest got cancer. And so in a lot of ways, that was a huge blessing, albeit a, a horrible um, experience. But, but it was a necessary one for me, for us. And because of my ability to compartmentalize and, and be, you know, borderline, um, I don't even know what you'd say, psych, not a psychopath. <laughs> Please don't uh, use that word. Emotionally shut down. You, you, you were trained emotionally shut down. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you don't, you don't, yes. I mean, we, we are, you are selected in a lot of these cases and a lot of special operations communities for your ability to compartmentalize and carry out tasks that, they, they still affect you, but they may affect you less or different than, than somebody else who is maybe more emotional or more emotionally connected to, to some of these things. And so, yes, that's something that I'm, I'm good at and compartmentalizing at. And so it also is a root of many problems, you know, in our marriage and my ability to not just compartmentalize, you know, the, the places I go, the things I do and those things. And, and they're not all bad, but just, just having that ability but I was able to do that in a lot of good and healthy things in our marriage that I, I was hiding or not exposing and not addressing. And as a result, we were suffering. And, and we had to address that. I had to come forward with everything, good and bad. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a lot of things, I think, in Nicole's mind, and I'll, I'll let her talk to it, that you know she never knew I felt. Okay, there was a lot of bad things, mm-hmm. some bad things. But there are a lot of good things too that I never verbalized, I think, about our marriage or about her that that I should have. And I felt kind of too too uh, uh, macho or be too emotional to, to share. But in reality, for her, it's like, that's the stuff I want to hear. It's the things I need to hear. Right. And so it, it's a, that's a double-edged sword. I think, you know, there's a lot of good you suppress um, in, in and amongst some of the, some of the, the bad. And I had to learn through this experience to, to share that. And you're right. That is a, a really difficult task and it takes a lot of pride. You have to give up to, to succeed at that. You know, I think that as you struggled with what most men struggle with, and that is their personalities are basically to sort of wall themselves off a little bit and say, yeah, talking to my wife, she always wants to talk. She wants me to listen, but that's kind of boring. I'm a guy, I have stuff to do. And you're operating in a field where you're sort of like a Superman. If there are men out there who, who know exactly what you're going through um, and say, yeah, yeah, that was me. But if in your situation where you're trained to sort of 
not emotionally blunt yourself, but to be calloused because of the things that you have, the situations you found yourself in. And even you, don't take it the wrong way, but you can break and expose yourself and be raw to your wife and it improves your relationship. I think that other men who are hearing this would go, well, if he can do it, so can I, Um, because you can. How did Nicole respond to all of this too? Because um, she's as sort of calloused as you looked on the outside, she looked that sensitive and thoughtful, (laughs) you know? So what was this all like for her? I needed a lot of grace. I mean, I needed a lot of grace anyway, every day, but I definitely needed a lot of grace and forgiveness from her um, during the initial sort of unpacking of our emotions and, and the rawness that this experience sort of brought out on both of us. And, and, you know, through a lot of prayer, you know, she was able to, to, to forgive and, and, and we had to work through that. Forgive is not forget for sure. And so, you know, from her perspective, absolutely. It took, it took a lot of grace and it wasn't just for me. I mean, you know, she'll, she can speak to this, but, you know, forgiving me was, was, for her, you know, it's for her faith. You know, she she can't grow in her faith if, if she doesn't forgive me, and that's very biblical. I mean, it's very clear um, that's the case. So, you know, it wasn't just for me, and, and I knew that, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy for that. Um, but it it was a lot of work and and a lot of grace on her part, and and it still is. It's it's a, it's a fight. It's not a one and done. It's it's months. It's years of of things, and that's that's just the repercussions of. Uh, that's just consequences. You know, you're going to have to relive some of those experiences a little bit and rebuke and, 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 and fight those, those thoughts and those feelings. And that's what that continued openness and communication is all about. And I, I think you're right in that, you know, the most macho man, and I've worked with some of them, um, you know, it, 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 we're very extreme. <laughs> and I, I can say for a fact, you know, the guys I work around are very extreme, type A, driven individuals. Um, they they hard chargers in a lot of things. And when we fall, sometimes we fall the hardest. You know, when we succeed, yeah. we also succeed the best. So it's just, but I'll say this, it you know, travel the world, experience many cultures and many people, and people are people. All people are essentially the same. You know, in terms of our emotions and our feelings, and yeah, it may take different ways and and paths to get to each of us, but they're all there. And that's that's the ticket. Is you know, no matter the guy, no matter the person, your ability to feel your emotions, your ability to to tap into that is there. It's not impossible. And in my case, it took Forrest getting cancer to find that, expose that. You know, I don't pray anything terrible upon anyone, but I do pray that people find that because it's yeah. it's changed our life. It is it's the best thing that's ever happened to us as a as a couple that we would go through something like this and decide we're going to conquer this together. And it is a, it is a difficult, it's almost sometimes you feel like impossible task. Yeah. But man, when you come out the other side every day, it's something you can be so incredibly proud of, and the fruits of your labor are there. Yeah. So it's worth the fight. And, and, and you guys have fought and fought and fought on many different levels. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, for couples who are just in the middle of the fire, in the bottom of the pit going, I just can't do this. You can. Yeah. 
You can, you can, and, and I'll let Nicole speak to, to this too. But like, it's 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 a two way road. You you have to do it. And you have to do it together, and and that's you know that's what this continued. You know, laying it all down, having your meetings, um, you know, really keeping each other in check, you know, finding mentors, doing counseling, you know, we don't want to do that sometimes. We don't, we don't want to, like, it's, it's effort, it's sacrifice, it's work. And we have, we have, we think, oh, we got better things to do. Like, we don't need this. We're good now. We're good. It's been a while. You know, I mean, you you hear of people doing AA for 50 years, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's, it's to keep yourself in check and we're all humans. We're all humans, and so we're all subject to the same pitfalls. And so it's important for us to continue to keep each other in check and in this wave that we're, we're riding, so to speak, because it, it's going to ebb and flow, and we know that. So we're just preparing for the next storm. Well, hopefully, God willing, uh, the storms won't be like you've been through already because those are some pretty severe ones. Parents, I hope you're enjoying my conversation with Bo and Nicole. We need to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more of my conversation with Bo and Nicole White. Ladies with more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes, Third Love designs bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Just answer a few simple questions via Third Love's Fit Finder quiz to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Then, thanks to Third Love's 100% fit guarantee, you can wear, wash, and put your bra to the test for 60 days. And if you don't love it, you can return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own with straps that won't slip, tagless labels, and lightweight, super thin memory foam cups. Friends, Third Love bras are my favorite bras. I've worn all kinds of different brands of bras, and I had never found one who doesn't feel tight uncomfortable and every other bra I've worn I always know I have it on with third love bras they're so comfortable you'll forget you're wearing a bra third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone so right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order Go to thirdlove.com slash Meg now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Meg for 15% off today. For years, we've been told that clean meant one thing, sanitize. It's supposed to be healthy, but sanitizers and disinfectants wipe out everything, all the good healthy stuff along with any bad. Like your gut, your home has a microbiome too. And research is starting to show that this kill them all approach may be going too far with negative effects on our health, especially for kids. Now Aunt Fanny's brings probiotics to your home and your hands with their new microcosmic line. These household cleaners and hand soaps add good with probiotic power. Each has an extract of beneficial bacteria plus super effective plant-based ingredients to be tough on dirt and gentle on you. These formulas are non-toxic, 
cruelty-free and have 100% essential oil scents. No fake fragrances. They're hypoallergenic and dermatologist tested too. They're hypoallergenic and dermatologist tested too. Friends, this sounds crazy, but I love to clean. As a physician, I wholly agree with the notion of not wiping out all bacteria. This isn't good for our health and can be particularly harmful for our kids. Why stop at just natural cleaning when you can do one better with probiotics? Shop now at AuntFannies.com slash good and get 20% off your entire order with coupon code MEG at checkout. That's AuntFannies.com slash good coupon code MEG. So what is, so I assume you could sort of say in the midst of what you've been through, your marriage is strong. And I think a lot of military couples in particular, and now a lot of couples who are going through the trauma of a sick child um, need to be encouraged that whatever it is that's in front of you, together you can plow through it and with God. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm jumping back in here, Meg. Um, I think Forrest getting sick and the fire that came out of that, everything that was exposed, everything that was laid bare, ultimately it's a story of restoration. It's a story of beauty through the ashes. It's a story of, you know, refinement, refinement in the fire. And neither Bo nor I were capable of withstanding this storm. And I don't know where we would be or what we would have done without our faith. And, you know, we, we kind of lost that for a while. And things happen in 10 years of marriage slowly, or sometimes they happen fast. But I think any married couple that has a few years under their belt, you know, you kind of wake up one day and you're like, it's okay. Nothing maybe is horrible, but you know, you don't, you don't necessarily feel what you felt the first few years. (laughs) And, and you kind of have to look at each other and like, what, what are we going to do with that recognition? Right? What, what do we want for the next 10 years? What do we want out of our family and our marriage? And maybe you can tell through uh, some of this interview and the kind of people that Bo and I are, but, you know, we're, we're not mediocre, you know, okay with um, standard status quo people. <laughs> like we, mm-hmm. um, we're not very apathetic people. We don't do normal very well. Sometimes I kind of wish we did a little bit better, but um, mm-hmm. so, you know, we felt ourselves in a, in a place where our marriage was nothing but just kind of normal and it wasn't good enough. Yeah. It wasn't good enough to survive. And it certainly was not good enough to survive a child going through the throes of a leukemia diagnosis. So it'll either make mm-hmm. or break you. And we looked at each other and we decided um, through a lot of angst and a lot of tears and a lot of surrender, okay, God, you brought us together for a reason and we're not going to throw it away. You know, for me personally, I didn't know exactly what that looked like. I felt like a lot of years of marriage, what I thought they were, were not. I felt a deep betrayal, a betrayal like I had never, ever thought I would feel. And I also mm-hmm. felt such a clear call to walk out my faith in the way that forgiveness requires. 
Mm-hmm. And forgiveness is not forgetting. And forgiveness is not a one-time fix-all, you know, it's not. It's a lot of work. Were you ever, either of you, angry at God? Yep, for sure. And and angry, I think, because I have known such real, real experiences with a powerful, mighty God who is all-knowing and all-capable and all-powerful. And there were so many instances in this last 18 months, especially in the, those first six months where, you know, frankly, the first four months, we could not get Forrest into remission. We didn't know if God was going to take him from us. Mm. We didn't know what the end result would be. And there were a lot of times I was like, God, this is your best way? Yeah. Th- this is what you think is the best? You can't like you can't come up with a better idea than this. Yeah. It is the ultimate trust. Mm-hmm. Ask. Right? Like, but you must have felt like you were betrayed by God too because here you'd been through all of this difficult uh these difficult experiences with both deployment and uh worrying about him dying and the stress of that and then you get wham on top of that one of the worst traumas a parent um can experience. We only have a couple minutes left, but what would you say to that uh, couple out there, military couple, um, you know, who they, they both feel very isolated, they feel distant, they feel emotionally they're living in different worlds. I mean, there are a number of non-military couples that feel like that. But what one piece of advice would you give that couple to to help move forward and put things back together and and not separate. Yeah. And I mean, we are by no means the experts on this. Like we, you know, every day is a struggle still and it's a constant laying down. But I think a hundred percent what we believe through the storm is affirmation that it is worth the fight. And I would tell any couple struggling, now's the time, dig in, do the work get a therapist, go to counseling, ask each other the hard questions, you know, have your parents come watch the kids and go do a getaway. And believe me, I get it. The logistics sometimes suck. The logistics are really hard to figure out how to spend the time on your marriage when life requires almost everything right? Especially when your children require almost everything. How do you extricate yourself as a mother, as a parent to be able to dig in and dedicate the time and the energy and the resources necessary for your marriage? And I would say, dedicate them. Look at Mm. your marriage as top priority. Your children deserve your marriage to be strong and healthy. And so if you have to even step back from your parenting role for a period of time, for a few days, for a week, for whatever it takes to get your marriage on the right track. That's what I would say. I would say do the work necessary for your marriage. And it's it's not easy and it's not a one-time thing. But, you know, for anyone out there with, with a faith that believes that, you know, God brought them to their spouse, um, you know, th- there's a reason for that. And it's not something to be thrown away and it's not something to, to give up on. Um, so it's it's work, yes, but like any good thing, um, like like any great thing, uh, you know, it's it is work and it is worth it. And the good things don't come easy, and that makes them so much sweeter. When you get to the other side, when you get to the reprieve, it is worth it. It is. It's like Bo said a bit earlier that as weird as it sounds, in some ways, you know, he's grateful that 
uh, Forrest got sick because so many wonderful things come out of it. And that's, you know, those who have been through terrible things in their lives will, will say the same thing because the, the growth and the goodness that sort of blooms from it only blooms because of it. And, you know, that's the hard thing. You know, you guys are a remarkable team. You're inspiration to me. I just love you guys so much. And I, I know that our listeners are just getting a little peek into what you do. But I would say everything you've told us on the podcast today, you know, amp that up five times. And that's who Bo and Nicole really are, <laughs> because they're very, very humble people. And in addition to all of the things that you've been through, Nicole, I know you, you're a, a very bright woman, you're a successful businesswoman. And one of the things I think that you've done to sort of help you deal with all of this is to work in your own business. And you work with Rodin and Fields. How is that for you? Right. Yeah. And that's actually been a total God thing as well. You know, I, I've always been very career driven, um, lived all over the world, studied all over the world, had high aspirations for my career and found myself on, on a pretty traditional career track that, you know, because of military life and deployments and then a cancer diagnosis, uh, felt absolutely crashing and burning. And, you know, for any career-minded person out there, man or woman, to have that come to a screeching halt, that does something to your identity, right? And so, you know, last year, not only was my marriage on the rocks, the health of my child on the rocks, you know, we're in the middle of a massive build project that was taking everything from us. Everything was on the rocks. And my career, I felt like there was a gavel on my career. And in part, there was a gavel on that part of my identity. And that was a very, very hard thing for me um, in the midst of all of this to just feel like, am I totally losing myself? And so I, I think that was something that, you know, God really heard that cry. And I felt like kind of the scales fell from my eyes and the opportunity to partner with world-renowned Stanford-trained dermatologists with this incredible, incredible skincare line um, that was, you know, just an absolute unicorn in the space. It came up and I, you know, I was able to look at that opportunity in a way that I hadn't in years prior and see it for what it was, see it for the opportunity that it was. And so I jumped on board and, you know, it has been an absolute answer to prayer. And it's, you know, everything from my complexion and the skin that was really showcasing the ramifications of stress and hospital and, you know, all of the things, um, not only was that revitalized, but the belief in myself as a strong, independent, smart, driven business woman, you know, that I wasn't relegated or pigeonholed. Well, Bo and Nicole, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, if anybody wants to get hold of you or hear more of your story, how can they connect with you? Sure. Thank you, Meg, for having us. This has been such a treat. And to get a hold of us, the best way would be through my email. And that can be posted below, but it's Nicole kwhite at gmail.com or find us on social media. And so we are on there um, with a lot more of our story, a lot more details, a lot more fun little tidbits. You can find me at my nomads and me on Instagram or search Nicole White on Facebook. And hopefully we can connect. Yep. Thanks a lot. You guys are awesome. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Thanks, Thanks. Meg. Take care. Thanks a lot.
Now on to my points to ponder. One, find a support system. If you have a child with chronic illness, you need help. We all need support during difficult parenting times, but when a child has a chronic illness, particularly life-threatening illness, there's an extra strain on our mental health, our marriages, and relationships with children. Being able to vent frustrations with a friend really helps keep other family relationships intact. Two, find a good pediatric specialist. You know, children aren't small adults, and many times parents and some physicians treat them as though they are, but kids get very different illnesses and struggle with very different problems than adults do. They need treatment from a physician who specializes in pediatrics. The best thing you can do is consult with a pediatrician in the largest hospital near you. Ask your own pediatrician for a referral. Also, be sure to stay in contact with your own pediatrician during the process so that he or she can oversee all of the specialty care your child is getting. He or she will help you navigate a very complicated system. Your doctor will also be your advocate and answer questions and concerns that you have. So make sure to keep your pediatrician part of your team. Three, get help raising funds for medical bills if necessary. Most insurance companies cover the majority of bills, but if yours doesn't, ask a friend to help raise money to cover your bills. It's a tough ask, but large bills can be a strain on families. And during your child's illness, you need help taking the strain of money off of your plate. Plus, you will be amazed at how many of your friends and family are perfectly willing to help you out financially. All right, parents, let's get social. I want to hear from you and interact with you. You can connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Meg Meeker, MD. Or if you have a question, send it to askmeg at megmeekermd.com. My question is from Stephanie. Dear Dr. Meeker, we're really struggling with our 15-year-old son. He says we make him different from anyone else. He started telling us he hates us and is extremely angry. We don't let him have a phone. We have an extra cell that's basically the home phone. He snuck the phone, deleted texts, so he's lost the privilege of having it for a time. We don't watch movies others watch. We don't do video games. How do you handle your kids feeling like they don't fit in with the kids over certain stuff? We feel strongly about not giving in and that this tech is not good for our kids. Well, Stephanie, you're absolutely right. If we had more parents like you, we'd be in much better shape. I understand that your son feels really out of the loop and he's angry at you because teenagers this age desperately want to be accepted by their peers. And unfortunately, one of the ways kids feel more accepted with their peers is by having more screens and access to video games, etc. So I really appreciate the path that you're taking your son on, and I agree with you. One thing we have to realize, however, as parents, is that screens are here to stay. Unfortunately, that's the reality. Phones are not going to go away. I do believe that when the research comes out, which we already have, on how harmful phones are for kids, we're going to see a swing in the pendulum towards kids having less and less time 
on their phones. And parents are going to begin to implement that. Now, however, they're not doing it. So the question for you is, how can you encourage your 15-year-old to get along with friends and to be accepted with his friends without actually doing what they're doing? I would encourage you to find a healthy balance. At 15, you want to show your son that you can trust him with certain things, but of course you don't give him everything and say, you know, here's your iPad, here's your computer, here's your phone, here are your video games, have at it uh, and have a good time. Of course, we don't advocate for that. The first thing I would do is go to one of the parents of some of his friends and say, I'm really encouraging my son to dial down on his screen time. Are you willing to do the same with your son? I think it would help if both of our sons could share the burden of not having as many screens as their friends. And I really think if you go to two or three friends, you can kind of have what you call a mom squad, where you are all doing the same things with your 15-year-olds so that your son doesn't feel like a misfit. I have found that many parents are doing it and it can work really well. The second thing I would do is I would find, and I know you don't like screens, but I would find some video games you could play that you approve of. There are many of them out there. And I think that if you allow your son to engage with some of his friends in some healthy video games, he would at least start to feel more like one of his friends. You really want to pull back a little bit and help him know that you trust him to have a little bit of freedom here but that you understand that there are a lot of games and apps that are created to hook our kids. So I would sit down and tell your 15-year-old, you know, it's not that we don't trust you. We don't trust the people who create these video games, create these television programs, and even create these phones. Instagram, Facebook, and video games are created to be addictive. And that's our concern with you. It's not about you. It's about them. I would... Also, encourage him that when he uses the home phone, that you give him some latitude. He can use it for X number of hours per day, you know, an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening, but that it's really important for him that you have full access to everything that goes on. Now, I know that he deleted some things, but I think if you give him a little more latitude about using the phone, you'll find that he's less angry with you and he's more willing to cooperate. You can keep the movies out of your home. That's perfectly fine. But I really think that you need to come to some kind of compromise that's not harmful to him, that's going to strengthen your relationship, and that's going to help him feel a little bit like a a normal 15-year-old. You can do this and keep your son healthy. The difficulty he's running into is that he feels different from his friends However, this isn't a bad thing. And tell them, being different is good. You know, the reason we want you to be different is because we believe you have a courage and strength that other kids don't have. So you need to build him up and applaud him for being different. Also, you can tell him that being different is really going to help him once he graduates from high school. I've often told the story about limiting video games with our son Actually, we didn't allow our son to play video games in high school. And he, we had knocked down drag outs and fights and you can't believe it. But after a couple months, he gave in and he, he said, okay. When he went off to college, he said that he was taken a 
back at how many college freshmen and sophomore men sat in a dark room in their dormitories hours upon hours upon hours playing video games. And he said it really kind of sickened him. And at the end of his freshman year, he came back to us and said, mom and dad, thank you for not letting me play video games. I can see that my friends are hooked and I am so glad that I'm not hooked. So many times you put up with the fussing and the anger and the pushback during the teen years, but I guarantee you there will come a day when he will come back and say thank you. Parents, I love answering your questions, so keep sending them in to me. You can email me any parenting question to askmeg at megmeekermd.com. Again, askmeg at megmeekermd.com. I want to thank my guests, Bo and Nicole White. Now let's recap my points to ponder. One, find a support system. Two, be sure to find a pediatric specialist. Three, get help raising funds for medical bills if necessary. So until next time, parents, remember, great kids are raised, not born. Hey, this is Bobby, producer of Meg Meeker's Parenting Great Kids podcast. Thanks for listening to episode 84. And because of your dedication to raising great kids, Dr. Meg's Parenting Revolution has grown to over 3 million downloads. Head on over to Facebook and Twitter and follow at Meg Meeker MD and check out what's new at MegMeeker.com. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter to stay updated and get information about giveaways. Don't forget to share the podcast with other parents, subscribe so you won't miss anything, and leave us a review so we know how we're doing.